Hey, did your husband say anything eye-roll worthy to you while you were in the middle of giving birth? (laughs) Jessica Perez took her husband's gems and then made them into a TikTok, and she never dreamed the response she would get. Women all over are sharing what their husbands said. Jessica's husband, Kent, said things like, Oh, my back is killing me. (laughs) Yeah, he had the gall to say, well, Lise, you get the comfy bed. I've got to sleep on that tiny little couch chair thing. <laughs> and uh, he also said, I forgot to get you Chick-fil-A, but the cafeteria is bringing you food, right? <laughs> they were all jokes, of course. This is their fourth child. Hmm. And uh, these were all gems. But I guess some women are weighing in saying, oh, <laughs> my husband said stuff like that. And he was not joking. <laughs> Enjoy your ice chips, honey. I'm going to go get Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice. Someday we're going to get a job like this, Kev, but supposedly they're paying you to watch TV again. Mm. I'm like, where are these jobs? I want this. We'll tell you what it is next. You're spending time uh, binge watching TV anyway. Might as well get paid for it, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot of TV shows on. That I see the preview and I go, you couldn't pay me to watch that. Oh, do you? So I'm interested to hear what are they going to pay you to watch? They are going to pay you to watch 10 episodes of three TV shows dedicated to home improvement projects in a mm. month. So you have mm. a time limit. And the paycheck, $1,000. And mm. they're going to, you have to document it. So I guess you have to like take notes on the show. Oh, you can't stuff. Like, put it on in the background? No. <laughs> Do other things. You know, like you would with a Zoom meeting. <laughs> The boss might be listening. It's a website called a Review Home Warranties. And for some reason, they're willing to pay you to watch, you know, basically HGTV. Hmm. So I don't don't know know. if I could watch that many in a month. I'd have to have some time off. The sad thing is, left to our own devices, we probably would watch that many episodes in a month. (laughs) But if someone's saying you've got to do it, then then you'll be like, I I can't watch that much TV in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Then all of a sudden we don't have the time. Oh, I'm super busy. I'm so stressed. There's no way I could do that. Because it would be somehow, it would be in 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 a sense admitting that you consume yeah. that much television, and no one wants to be that person. But if you're doing it, if you tell everyone you're doing it for the money, mm-hmm. then you've got a really great excuse. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I can't take out the trash, babe. I, I'm <laughs> behind schedule. <laughs> behind my TV watching. Right, yeah, that'll go over well. <laughs> you've heard of twins, triplets, quadruplets coming up. Have you ever heard of super twins? We'll tell you what it is next. You've heard of twins, triplets, quadruplets. Uh, We've got lots of twins in my family, but have you ever heard of super twins? I've heard of wonder twins. (laughs) Wonder twin powers activate. This is pretty wild. A mom named Rebecca gave birth to the babies who were born on the same day. They're twins, but they were conceived three weeks apart. At first, a doctor thought they had missed a second baby on the first ultrasound, but nope, there were two, a boy, Noah, and a little girl, Rosalie. And because of an issue with Rosalie and the umbilical cord, doctors had to induce early and the little preemies had to spend 95 days in the NICU. Aww. But Noah is still a lot bigger than his baby sister. Uh, but they're getting stronger and stronger every day and they're doing really Aww. well. But I had never heard of super twins. I didn't know that was a possibility. Yeah. And you're, you've got it's so wild. many twins in your family, too. I'm surprised you never heard of that. I huh? know. Crazy. 
If you love dogs as much as we do, you are going to love this. My husband, Glenn, and I have been on vacation a lot of times, and we flew on an airplane, mm-hmm. so we couldn't bring Alex the Wonder Mutt. Okay. And we'll be on our trip, and he'll go, you know, you should be able to rent a dog. Like, have a dog go on a hike with you. Well, check this out. The Humane Society is having a fundraising contest. And if you're one of the winners, you get to stay at a luxury resort in Maui with a rescue dog. It's called Wags to Riches. And dogs that have been rejected get to be treated like a famous celebrity for one night. (laughs) I bet you they'll serve them like beef tartare on a little pla- like platter that, right? or something. Isn't that awesome? What a fun contest. And it's really working. It's raising a lot of money for the Humane Society in Hawaii. Wow. I wonder if they, they obviously probably have some dogs that handle it better than others. They become like the superstars mm-hmm. of the rent-a-dog world. Yes, if they can keep their sunglasses on inside. What happens if you fall in love with the dog and you want to bring it back to the mainland with you? Mm. I wonder if they have a process for that to happen. An adoption process? I bet you they do. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. You ever had a health scare or a health battle and you came through it with flying colors? So did Carmen. She lives in Columbia, as in the country, Columbia, not Columbia, Ohio. Okay. And she just recently beat COVID for a second time. And this time she had to be in the ICU for 21 days. And what makes this such a huge accomplishment? Carmen is 104 years old. Get out. <laughs> when they wheeled her out, hospital staff lined the hallways and applauded for her. She beat uh, COVID twice at 104. Wow. She's a superstar. Do not bet against that woman for anything, no. right? So something I do every day, I know you do too, Taylor, it's a lot of fun, is you check your Facebook memories. Oh yeah, like I love I it. Had a Facebook memory come up from a year ago, and it's really funny, the place we were all in one year ago. We'll talk about it next. So I was going through my Facebook memories, Taylor, and it's just so, the weird, the year that we've been through is so weird. Yep. And my Facebook memories are starting to really come through when, when we were at the beginning of the whole COVID thing and people, we were all like stressed and anxious and worried and they were running out of there. They're running out of cheese. They're running out of bacon. Right? Toilet every, paper. Every day was something else and the toilet paper is the thing I'm, I'm going to focus on in my Facebook memories. This is what it says. It's a picture of uh, Coleman camping toilet paper, like toilet paper you take with you into the woods that mm-hmm. will dissolve. Okay. And it, it says, we found gold stored in our camping equipment. Toilet paper. Three ro- three rolls. Feels like we won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal. My husband and I would spend hours online trying to find toilet paper. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember what I was doing here in the office building? Because the office building was empty. It was like we were the only ones coming in. Yeah, I but, did. And I can't believe we we're about to fess up to this. Well, I would check the men's room. Well, well, first I would go and I would sanitize the men's room and the ladies' room every day with like sanitizer, like the Lysol wipes and stuff. I wiped everything down for everybody when we thought you could get it by contact, which mm-hmm. now they've shown you couldn't, but I was diligent. Every day I was doing that. And I would also go in the other restrooms and see if the the cleaning people had taken any of like the half-used rolls. What they'll do is they'll take the half-used roll off, put a full roll on, and then they'll prop the half one up on top of the full. Mm-hmm. Like use the, We wanted to replace to make sure you didn't run out, but here's the half one. I'd take all the half ones and bring them back here <laughs> so we wouldn't run out of toilet paper. <laughs> he was a hoarder, bottom which, line. Which, he was a no, TP hoarder. No, no, I was looking out for all of us. I did that for all of us. Really? I didn't do it just for me. You were going to spare a square? 
Uh, yeah, I was going to like, guys, if we run out, I've got all these half rolls, we're good. Well, that's sweet. Yes, I was looking out for everyone, which, which means if there was ever something, you know, if we ever needed a lockdown or everyone had to go in the hiding, I'm the guy you want to go in the hiding with. You guys, he's a regular Robin Hood. <laughs> got TP for the little people. It's really in reality superhero. I am, yes. With cleaning gloves. TP man. <laughs> <laughs> That was me one year ago today. (laughs) It's not pretty. For just a minute, think about what is your favorite smell. We're going to talk about smells, believe it or not, in just a minute. Oh, I've been so excited to talk to you about this. And it's it's about smells. And I was walking with my nieces yesterday. And uh, someone had put down some new asphalt. And the older niece goes, ugh. I love the smell of fresh asphalt. And I started laughing. I'm like, are you you serious? She goes, yeah, I love it. She goes, I love a lot of weird smells. And both girls, 14 and 17 years old, start rattling off all these things they love the smell of. They love the smell of a new Sharpie. They love the smell of asphalt. They love the smell of gasoline. I was like... Oh, gasoline. Like all these chemically refined products. They like these smells. So I, it got me thinking if this is, I mean, they are sisters, so they're yeah. from the same family. But I thought, what other weird smells do our listeners love that rest of us would be like scratching our heads? Like, really? You like that smell? So I thought it'd be fun to talk about it's a weird what smell you weird like. smell well, you like. That's weird. Uh, I always think of the traditional, like I like fresh grass and... Uh, yeah, I like good weird. stuff. I'm trying to think of a weird smell I don't like. I don't know. I've been so focused on my nieces and wondering I got what's going one. on in their olfactory one. systems. I have a weird one, and maybe you grew up like this, too. My dad smoked when I was little. Uh, he quit cold turkey when he was like 42, mm-hmm. I think, just decide one day I'm not smoking anymore. He'd smoked since he was 16, and he never had another cigarette again. But I grew up, our, our seating assignments in the car, dad drove, mom in the passenger seat. My brother sat behind my mother. I sat behind my dad. So I grew up smelling his cigarette smoke. Like the wintertime, he would roll the window down like just, you know, like a quarter inch. And the smoke would, most of it would go out there. You're but not going to tell it, me you like that smell, are you? No, but cigarette smoke does not bother me. Still to oh, this day. Wow, does, that's I, impressive. It doesn't bother me to be around people who hmm. are smoking. I've never smoked in my whole life, but it doesn't bother me. You're just used to it. But I like the smell of a cigarette when it is just lit. I really? don't know if it's the match or the, the lighting of the tip of the cigarette or huh. what, but I, I honestly, I like that smell. And I don't know if it brings back fond memories for me. Of, you know, when my family was still together and yeah. we went on these great family trips or whatever. Oh, fascinating. But I like that smell. We just heard from our uh, one of our listeners, Rob. Mm-hmm. He likes the smell of a skunk, he says. How could you like that smell? He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, we'll have to start calling him Pepe Le Pew. Pepe. Hey, Pepe. Oh, wait a minute. No, we can't. It's oh. 2021. You can't do yeah. that anymore. Okay. Sorry. Okay, sorry, Rob. You're just skunky Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Skunky. So tell us what weird smell do you like? You're like, oh, I love that smell. Hey, it's Kevin and Taylor, and we are talking about weird smells. What's something weird that nobody else really likes the way it smells but you? What is it? I don't know if anybody likes to smell it, but I like going into like the Home Depot and the Lowe's and walking down through the wood aisle. Ooh. I love the smell of the wood, new wood. Yes. Also, I like the smell of when it rains on the hot streets. 
And then the smell after the rain when it hits the asphalt, that smells yeah. really good to me. That's a good like one, too. You'd be, like loving, uh, you'd be loving my house right now. We just had a new pine fence installed oh, cool. around their backyard. Uh, and I every time we walk out on walk the deck, it's the all can smell. <laughs> I walk around your backyard and sniff that wood. I just love walking home before. I just love walking down through that new wood. It smells so good. Awesome. Can who's I that, come over and sniff your who's wood? Who's that lady in our backyard? <laughs> <laughs> but I love those smells and I love fresh cut grass. Yes, that's I mean, a good when one. I go to a neighborhood and they cut the yard, I was like, oh, it smells so good through here. I hate to even leave. Yeah. yeah. It smells so good, but. I like smells like that. I'm, I guess I'm weird. My husband thinks I'm weird, but I <laughs> and, like it. And yet he's he Did he know you were weird before he married you? Did he know you were weird before yeah. he married you? He did. Oh, and he still did. Yeah, well, we've been together 40 years, so <laughs> I right. think he's, he's used to it. That is awesome. Yeah. What, what's your name? Deborah. Deborah, thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate you listening to the Kevin and Taylor yeah, show. Yeah, take care. All right. All right. Thank you. And y'all have a blessed day. Hey, do you like surprises? Our standard answer should be, well, that depends. Is it a good surprise or a bad surprise? If it involves food or found money, yes. (laughs) Oh, see, you're on to something. So hold on. Here's They did a survey, and the surprises we like least, the late fee on a credit card bill, Mm. owing on your taxes instead of getting a refund, Mm. and when your pet has an accident in the house. Those are our least favorite surprises. Oh, I'll tell you the surprise no one likes. You go to the doctor for something and you think everything's paid and then you get like oh, three weeks later, oh, yeah. there you get a, an envelope and it's got their return address on it. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Your insurance did not pay $10 million right. for your booster shot. Therefore, you owe. <laughs> Surprises we love. I'll give you the top three. Number three, getting a tax refund. Number two, surprise parties. And the number one most favorite surprise, randomly finding money, mm. whether it's on the street or that one of our, our pockets. We also love other surprises that didn't rank as high. Uh, new puppies, engagements, pregnancies, and when plans get canceled, which I would think this oh, yeah. survey was done pre-pandemic. I get that. If, no, if something you weren't looking forward to. If you weren't looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Uh, hey, that Friday 3 p.m. meeting, sorry, it's canceled. Oh, darn! Now that's a good surprise, yeah. <laughs> I was so looking forward yeah. to that. <laughs> so let's talk about good and bad surprises. What's the best surprise you ever got? And, uh, Without bringing the room down too much, what's the worst surprise oh, no. that you ever got? We'll take either one. Uh, you know what? Let's stick with best surprises. Yeah, let's what's do the, that. Yeah, let's I don't stick feel with like the that, best. Yeah, there's enough going on in the world. We don't need yeah. to, do, to do bad. What was I thinking? Bad, Kevin. <laughs> he just slapped himself on the hand. What's the, what's the best <laughs> surprise you've ever gotten? So we're talking about pleasant surprises. Which one the one that you've had, Taylor? Pleasant uh, surprise. Uh, two big ones come to mind. One was um, when I was growing up, my sister Suzanne is seven years older than me. So there's a big difference in age. Okay. And when I turned 16, she threw me a surprise birthday party. Really? Yeah. Oh, and like cool. my mom took me shopping and I got home and I was like, what are you guys doing here? Like, I, my brain wouldn't kick my in. My wife threw like, me a big a one for my 18th birthday party. Oh, uh, did she? Yeah, That's we were so married cool. at the time we were dating, but yeah. That's such yeah, a great really cool. memory. And then the second, probably the all-time biggest surprise of my life is I was dating Glenn, and I knew we were probably going to get married someday, but I didn't know when he was going to pop the question because we had talked marriage. And I flew from Wheaton College to where he was in law school in Virginia, 
and he not only shocked me like you would not believe with a hot air balloon ride, but he proposed to me in the balloon. He got down on one knee in the balloon Aww. and proposed, and I did not see any of that coming. The balloon ride, the proposal, none of it. It was probably one of the best days that's, of my that's life. That's a big surprise there. Coming up, how long were you dating your other half before you said the big three words, I love you? How long were you dating your other half before you said, I love you? It's a big statement out there, especially if the other person isn't ready to say it back. Well, according to a new survey, three in 10 couples declared their love for each other within a couple of months of dating. A lot of couples who started dating during the pandemic say their relationship has progressed more quickly because of all the extra time together. And the pandemic has even revived good old fashioned love letters Hmm. because, you know, there's only so many ways you can show romantic gestures when you can't go on a date, stuff like that. So you have to share with everyone. When Glenn got brave enough to tell you the first time, mm, no. what was your response? What did you just, what did you say? Right now you want me to yes, say? Yes, what did you say when he um, said those three magic words? What did you say? I said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready to say it back yet. I wasn't ready. <laughs> Hey, do you keep up with the latest fashion trends? I make my own. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's the only guy I know who's ever watched Project Runway religiously. So uh, you may know about all these fashion trends already, Kev. Uh, Most of us have been ignoring them because we've been home in yoga pants. But if you're venturing out more, the spring fashion trends may surprise you first. Did you know patchwork prints are in? You know, kind of like a patchwork quilt. But it's on your clothes. Because everybody's been home making their own clothes. <laughs> Think like 1960s, 70s flower child. Uh, clogs are back in. It's because everybody's been home walking on the heels of their mm-hmm. shoes. and They're all you know, yep. mushed down now. Crocs are absolutely back in style. They're selling out on Amazon. Okay. And finally, the latest fashion trend is everything sage. The colors being used for dresses, jumpers, and more. Hmm. I like that color. It's pretty. So you, That's about the only you thing I can some, jump uh, on. Sage Crocs to wear with your patchwork <laughs> jeans, and you You'll be are so hip and off in. to the fashion races. Yes. It all sounds very, in the words of Michael Kors, Becky Homecky. <laughs> It does. No, you know, except for the sage. Or as, sage uh, can be. as Heidi Klum would say on Project Runway, it's not very fashion forward, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's fashion backward, for sure. So I don't know about you, but when I think of businesses that have been uh, you know, huge affected by coronavirus, I always think of restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. Restaurants and coffee shops and things like that. But there's one business I hadn't thought of. This could be because they're in Mexico and you know, not top of mind for me, but... For most of these people, it's a family business. It's making piñatas. The piñata oh, business. Oh, because there's no parties. There's no parties. There's no gathering, family gatherings. So the piñata business has been like really hit big time. So they're trying to be creative with piñatas to try to get you to order them mm-hmm. um, with what, what they're designing. I mean, they, they still make, uh, you know, Disney princesses and video game characters, which, by the way, they are violating copyright laws, but... I guess they're in Mexico, so they don't care, but you can still get those. But coronavirus related ones, like you can get a pinata that looks like, you know, that little model of the virus that they always oh, show funny, in the news. With the spike proteins. Yes, you can get one shaped like that. Is there a toilet paper pinata? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, 
they also have tapped into some of the controversies that we've all been facing. So you could get a Donald Trump pinata or a Joe Biden pinata and take your frustrations out on whichever one you don't like. Um, a Mr. Potato Head pinata. Oh, brother. <laughs> I was, they're being very creative and going, okay, people aren't having parties, but what would they like to hit with a stick? <laughs> Let's think of that. And that's what we'll make. That's funny. You know, if you've got a big enough family, you could have a pinata just on a everyday weeknight dinner. As <laughs> sure. long as you have enough people to put on the, the blindfold and hit it. But as I'm saying like those things, I'm thinking there are people I know that on both sides of the political fence that would probably enjoy a presidential pinata. You know, I'm thinking of a couple of people right now that I work with, one that I w- that would love to have the Trump one and one that would love to have the Biden one. And you would make their day <laughs> giving them that. So hats off to the uh, pinata makers for being very creative and trying to think of a way. How can we save our business? We're going to check in with our producer, Griffin. He's got a wife, Sarah, and a five-year-old and a four-year-old. And apparently, Kev, the kids have reached, they've reached a milestone with the kids, a new one. We'll find out what it is next. So, Griff, the kids have hit a milestone. What is it? They have, yeah. They're both totally potty trained. Um, but my daughter, especially, when she needs to uh, take a little longer mm-hmm. on the potty, okay. <laughs> she likes to have stories read to her. <laughs> By you? By, yeah, my or wife. Or whoever's handy. Yeah, me or my wife. We, that's typically one of our jobs. Um, I always claim I'm doing one story and that's it. My <laughs> wife will sit there and read all kinds of books. Um, but we have reached a new milestone because my son Thatcher has basically memorized. He can't read, really. Well, he can't read at all. But he has memorized a couple books. Oh, so he can pretend like he's reading to her. Right. He knows the stories. So now he likes to read his sister a story. He doesn't mind the context of the scenario? No, he loves it. Wow. Because he's so proud of himself for, like, reading this book. Right. And he doesn't, I don't need this. I can go without a story being read to me. But you're little. Right. I can understand why you need that. There's a little... So older, you get like rivalry hus- going on there. Too, husband wife time too. Yeah, I'm off the hook now. I don't have to deal with any of that anymore. Okay, it's great. can I just bring up something that like I'm not? I'm just genuinely curious because I <laughs> I don't have kids. I'm scared. Does um does she need a little more fiber in her diet or something? <laughs> taking this long like no. three or four it just take a while okay. right. kind of like sarah would say griff takes a while <laughs> especially if he's got his phone in there well, of course that's, that's okay, I, was just, process. I was just checking on her that's her going place griff can get any me time yeah because like we could start adding flax meal to her cereal or something we could we yeah <laughs> she's just enjoying the experience of having someone read to her yeah okay in what other context is she going to be able to demand that? She's literally on the throne. Yes. <laughs> like, you know how bad she's going to tease her brother about this I mean, when she's a teenager? He was reading her stories while she while was. While she yeah. was, yeah. Read it doing again, that. minion. <laughs> <laughs> this time with a little more feeling. <laughs> Do you ever, ever think about how much time we spend fixated on certain topics that really just don't matter in the big scheme of things. Um, would you be willing to take a on a scale of 1 to 10 test with me, Taylor, in a minute? About Uh-oh. how much time you spend thinking about certain oh, things? Oh, no. Okay. All right. We'll do it next. All right, Taylor, you are a good sport. You're willing to take this on a scale of 1 to 10. How much time do you spend thinking about mm. quiz? And you know what? Oh, boy. After you take yours, you come up with one, you can do it back to me. 
Okay, but All I, right. I think it's a. I'll try. Sometimes, sometimes I'll, I'll look at the things that I obsess about spending time, a lot of time on, and I'm just like, wow, mm. these are not the things Jesus told me to think about or worry about or you know be concerned about. So here right. we go. Scale of one to ten. How much time do you think you spend thinking about having enough money to retire? <laughs> I'm married to a fee-only certified financial planner. It's a big focus. Ah, uh, scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. At least seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, new furniture for your dining room. <laughs> one to ten. Kevin knows my dining room is completely empty. One to ten. Oh man! And uh, oh. I walk by that empty room every day. Uh, probably a seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah. Uh, fighting fine lines and wrinkles. Oh, man. <laughs> I do need to write one of these quizzes for you. Um, one to ten. You think? Do you think about that more than you do finances in your dining no, room? No, it's just... But it, it's, it's a big focus there. when you when you go it's to put on your makeup. There. You're like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Um, I guess like a... Probably an eight. Yeah. Okay, one to ten. Mm-hmm. Ways that you can have a deeper, more substantial prayer life. Mm. Wow. At least uh, thinking about it. But do I actually do things about it? <laughs> be honest. I just be listened honest. to a great Andy Stanley series on how okay, to pray. So be honest. How uh, much time? Other than listening to that, probably twenty-five minutes. I have to be honest and say, like a five, which I'm mm. not happy to admit that. Yeah, that's, I think that's pretty high. Yeah, and you're being honest. You're not lying because God knows if you're lying. Oh yeah, He knows. <laughs> Uh, All right, so yeah, I mean, on a scale of one to ten, if you want to call in, I've got another one to ten. I feel like I'm like in Sunday school or something. <laughs> Aha! Oh well, no, it was fun, and you didn't let me have an answer. Just be good, Jesus. Well, yeah, no, we want to be one to ten. We want to get, we want to be data driven. We want to follow the science on this. So you come mm. up with one for me. Think of like three, four things. Three or four, okay. Yeah, and then one at the end that's your ha ha. <laughs> Great. So now the shoe is on the other foot. I gave Taylor the one to ten quiz of how much time do you spend obsessing over certain yeah. things, and uh, and now you get to fire back at me. So all right, what do you take your best all shot. right. What on a scale of one to ten, how much time do you spend, Kevin Avery, obsessing over your average speed on your road bike? Zero. Because since I've been training, I don't obsess over speed anymore. It's all about watts. Oh, <laughs> watts. Whatever. How'd you ask me your about... bike. How you much you obsess about? about how much you're improving on your bike. Oh, it's on a scale of 1 to 10? Mm-hmm. Easily an 11. And I'm not even kidding. I'm like obsessed with it. So You 11. guys, you should hear him talk about his wattage every day. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. But I just go, wow, that's really good. Go, Kevin. Pick a lease. Because I, I get, that's the appropriate I answer. I get feedback from my coach. That's how obsessed mm-hmm. I am. And it, she sends me the feedback. She's in Spain. She sp- sends me the feedback while we're on the air. So I get it. I'm like, ooh. Here's what Sophie said. On a scale of one to ten, how much time do you spend obsessing about what picture of your dog Marco to post today? <laughs> um, that is probably like a four. 
Oh, really? Yeah, because he's so photogenic. Oh, okay. I don't have to obsess over it. He's just, he's, I have an unlimited number of cute Marco pictures. All right. On a scale of one to 10, <laughs> how much time do you spend obsessing about how cool your Mustang is? And when do you get to drive it again and rev the engine again and wash it again? <laughs> Six. Six or a seven. Six? Okay. Because yeah, I really, I enjoy that. All right. And then Kevin made me do an aha one, which this is so <laughs> not my personality. I didn't, I don't like doing it. So I just came up with, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much time do you spend obsessing about who you can call and encourage and share your faith with today? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to do it, so I came up with one. Well, th- wait, wait. Does this count? I recently bought a book of stamps. I had to go to the post office, and I bought a, a thing of stamps. And I brought them in today. I put them on my desk, and I thought... I'm going to send a card once a day to somebody just randomly of like saying like, hey, I was thinking about you, said a prayer for you and hope you're having a great day. So does that count? Yeah, totally. All right. Well, then I'm going to give myself a a solid uh, five and a half. (laughs) 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 All right. Your point's been made that we spend a lot of time obsessing over things that do not matter. matter. I'll even like come home from work and I'll, you know, my husband and I will compare notes and I'll go, listen, I know this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but... But... But get ready, I'm going to unload. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.